game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. We're back again. It's the Spinner Rack, and we also have Calvin Ellis ready to rock. But you got to tell the people your name, Petey. So today we're getting back. Well, we actually have two episodes to do. I think it's this the signing and the classic episode, Protect Your Neck. But um, you know where we left off? They were getting. They got things together. Oh no! Hold on. Let's get back. Make sure I do wrong. Okay. Um, they were getting into the studio, getting stuff, fight, you know, figure things out, and then we ended up. Well, well, I guess we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the episodes, but let's talk about your feelings of it first. Let's see before we get into any details. What are your feelings so far? The last two episodes. Well, mostly the last, mostly the last episode. But hey, this is like Emmy-winning TV. If these guys don't get something for what they were able to render. In terms of the story of the Wu Tang Clan, you know all the music. I would be really, really surprised. It's just been very good storytelling. This has been excellent storytelling. I mean, with paying attention to all of those elements and not taking any of that, uh, and not taking any of it for granted. Especially protection. I mean, protection neck is so good that, to be quite honest, the one that before it. I mean, I enjoyed the one before that. And then protect your neck was so good it's hard for me to even remember the episode that came before it because that episode is so <laughs> well i don't that's the thing i don't want i mean as great as it was i don't want them to do that every time because they kind of tried to do that with the the trial where they had him sort of speak through music type of thing and trying to go there and it's like i want you to do it but most of the time kind of get into doing the you know like the doing trying to do end game and infinity war every time so it's like keep you know like keep doing what you're doing right for your your you know for your to keep the rounds going but then when you do your championship shop definitely keep doing that stuff too you got to have a little of both like have the flash have the thing and you know allow yourself to you know, do some more stuff like that, but differently, that sort of thing. But definitely keep us with our, our regular day-to-day -day grind. <laughs> but that's what really, because that's what really drew, you know, draw me, drew me into the story was just seeing the regular everyday stuff of these characters. I mean, ultimately for that, for me, for the beginning of the Protect Your Neck, that basically a simple setup of, you know, going between focus between RZA and um, you know, um, what's it, um, Vine and Power, and just going back and forth where they're, you know, these guys are, these guys are his seniors or his OGs, and they're like having to appeal to him. He's like, what about, what about the, what about Method Man? People like that one. Hey, what about you and the one with you and, um, <laughs> you and Ray? Like, no, we gotta be a new one. Gotta be a new one. And then it just started to like, just build visually as it was going on. So the protect your neck is definitely a memorable episode that uh, people will always remember. But don't fall in the trap of having to do that every thing. Hit us again, you know, when you guys feel right. But you know, I don't want you to kill yourself and then be like, next episode they're imagining they're imagining um the superheroes. <laughs> We're doing animation and stuff like which. I mean, it would work, but don't do it like um, don't do it too soon. Give us some time. Give us some. I'm reading. waiting for that episode. <laughs> I'm waiting for the all animated episode, so you can just get that. Oh, out of oh, that's gonna happen, and they might they might do it. 
and that last well I did like they did that something like that in Lucifer and um I'm pretty sure Wu-Tang can do the, the other thing but then that would instead of you know it's too early to do a sidebar I was thinking of what a good what if for Wu-Tang is what if Wu-Tang instead of doing the you know instead of doing the karate movies because they constantly mentioned comic books from time to time and superhero characters and whatnot what if the wu-tang let to you know put you know had their biggest inspiration from comic books merging comic books with that like they came out instead of the wu-tang as the brotherhood and they were using all the comic books or something or other whatever whatever group of comic books. i was trying to think of the asian i was trying to think of kun lun but that didn't that didn't uh, fall off the tongue but then i said the brotherhood <laughs> what if the wu-tang came out as the brotherhood and they were trying to do comic book stuff and they were bringing comic books to the to the to the, in the way that no one else had done it before but you know just a fun way to think about it but yeah that that influence and being able to bring in that stuff is is really cool like the way they're able to do the asian stuff and what so stuff they visualize as they were doing the music that bring that you know the asian fighters back in the, into the into the actual thing that was going on there with the music so they keep bringing that piece home I think if the Marvel Universe hadn't taken off the way that it ha has, mm -hmm. it could probably be a lot freer with that stuff. Because I remember listening to some of the tunes, well, not some of the stuff that I heard. And one of the things that struck out was uh, the Iron Man, Tony Starks. And then at some other point, I heard Johnny Blaze. I was like, oh, so these guys are in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys are in the comics, you know, definitely not as much as, uh, not as much as the Gung Fu flicks, but they were in the comics. And oh, I forget who it was. I forgot. No, I think it was with two live crew, and uh, you had Luke calling himself Luke Skywalker, and then eventually, uh, you know, Lucas came after him and says, "I don't think so, buddy." Yeah, so he got crushed. Might have tried to avoid that. Where with the Kung Fu flicks, it's a lot. There's a lot more liberty you can take with that stuff over here in the states. You know, with the names and so on and so forth. You know, that there's a lot more uh, freedom. To, to, to explore how much you can, how far you can take it before somebody's coming after you with a cease and desist, <clears throat> as opposed with the comic stuff. But I know they were heavily influenced. I mean, I know these guys are heavily influenced by, well, Ghost of Tsushima, without a doubt. And I know, you know, the, the comics is definitely still part of it, but that would, it would be, a, yeah, that would be a cool what if, what if that was the case. Maybe the, but after a while, that starts going down the rabbit hole. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And that's just going to be for my, that would really just be for my own enjoyment. But so you know we get this great setup with the, the the previous episode where like okay you know we're looking for the right tune we, we no, these tunes are great but it's not the right tune for us to showcase so you know we're looking looking for this sound look I'm looking for this sound I'm looking for this sound I'm looking for this sound and finally you know I get it okay I got this particular sound then the next episode I even get more of a treat because this is something uh, this is a criticism I've had of you know document not documentaries but anytime they want to do these biodramas on people who are known for their music and then i watch and it's about everything except the music you know it's about this and the relationships and whatever trouble they got into and so but almost nothing about the music they may have like a performance or two regarding the music but very little on okay you know what went into making this particular song that everybody knows like i had seen I, there was a a bio, there was a biopic for Aretha Franklin. One was on the History Channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a few episodes long, maybe about seven, eight episodes long. And then they had the movie uh, Aretha with uh, respect, rather, with Jennifer Hudson. 
And, you know, the, the history one didn't really serve. The, the one with Jennifer Hudson I thought was better, if only because Jennifer Hudson looks more like Aretha Franklin than the other actress they had cast for, that the other actress that they had cast for the, uh, the history, uh, rather, for it's a, this is the National Geo, Net Geo Channel. And that one was more enjoyable. Even then, I was like, you know, this almost, this is more about her life and less, you know, about, hey, you know, music or what she, you know, what she brought to it. And, you know, the bottom line is if Aretha Franklin hadn't been what she was to music, we wouldn't be having this movie. And there's so little focus on that. But then I got this episode. And this was like, great. This is like Christmas for me. He's sitting down and going through the process of how he was going about this particular song. And that's not necessarily even how it happened. Okay. But just some attention to it. Okay. I'm going to take all of these components. I'm taking all these components out. Not only that, but, you know, to have everything, you know, have those components speaking back, like, oh, why are you wasting your time? You only know, you know, you only want him anyway. Like, you know what? That's correct. Get out of that. That's your mind saying, I'm listening to everything. But at the end of the day, what do I really want from this? I just want the beat. So let me stop wasting time and just get to this. And then adding to it, taking away from it, slowing it down, speeding it up, all that stuff to make a song, all of that to make music. And even then, after he had done all that, everybody else was like, this is great. And he's like, no, there's still something missing from this. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. He's got his engineer, okay, who's, you know, there. They can help them, you know, make the dynamics of the song in terms of the, the quality better. But even he's like, I don't hear it. And then finally, you know, he gets, you know, he gets the vibe of Ghostface and you get that. So for me, I was like, that's, that's I mean, because it's so rarely done. It's so rarely done that they do anything to try to bring you into that creative process of making a song or writing a novel or making a painting any of those things. And then when it's actually done, it's great. I mean, Nat Geo did a, a something else for genius with Albert Einstein. And some of the stuff that really resonated is when they're like trying to go into his mind as to where he's coming from or where his mind is going when it comes to the theory of relativity and how he's seeing things. Th those things are great because you're really doing your best to try to show somebody's imagination uh, and putting it, putting it on display. And this is what we got that, you know, of course, we're going to take for granted. We, we just like it or it's something to read or it's something that people reference. But to really try to put your mind in the in the mind of the artist, that creative process is, you know, for me, just great. So I love that part from start to I love that part from start to finish. And then even more, you know, like a cherry on top of the Sunday, you get uh, uh, probably I'm definitely jumping ahead. But I thought the ending was perfect. It's a perfect ending at the end of the day that, you know, you go through this process, you make the song, then you improve on the song. And it also shows how much he's come together as a producer because he had that first thing with uh, We Love You, Rakim, and he had to change it. And to be honest, when you listen to both versions, the versions where he's sampling, you know, Denise Williams, that is the better version. So you see why the song doesn't necessarily go here. And now it's the opposite. Now he's got something. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is bang. He's like, no, 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 this isn't right. Okay, this isn't right, which is his brain letting know, no, I can actually improve on this. Okay, I can actually make this better. We're over there. He was just being asked to make something to take that particular place, but there was nothing he could do to improve on that. So, you know, you get that, you get that particular shift. But it's so good that these guys, I mean, the vibe of that song, and everybody knows that song is so hot. If they're over there, you know, they're over there paneling around, you know, doing the song right over there, and you get to end on that note where you're, you know, vicariously vibing with the fun that they're having of creating, you know, this, this great piece of music, you know, this great work of art, and a great, just a great episode, just a great episode. If it doesn't have an ending, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I've been shocked before.
Well, the going into the, the just keep in mind the one before it was them building studio, and it's like is a feeling of like completion, like they're gonna get to protect your neck at the end of this because you see the thing before it next to it saying the next episode is protect your neck, right? So they get the studio made, they're making music, they're all happy after all the struggle, the baby, the baby of the crib. All the struggle they're going, the phone and the electricity. We, I guess we—I don't know if we talked about it. On, I don't know. We didn't talk about it on the show. We talked about it separately, and uh, all the stuff ODB did to help them out. But then you get to the end, and they're like, "We can't play this. <laughs> like this isn't right. Like this isn't this isn't right. We have to, you know, come in and mix it in the studio." And it's like, "What? More money?" I just <laughs> have power get upset. And then you know power go all in, and um, but that was they, um, but then when we get the start of this one, it's definitely there's something RZA said in the interview talking as a director now, and he was talking about being a kid that he would be you know like a head in the clouds something they talked about like someone like like the way you talk about Jack Kirby like they're always sort of plotting things in the head and as a kid he'd be in his head. And he would like have a something in story form, like a movie in his head and characters and all this stuff. He was always doing that, and he was thinking that same way with the with the music. But he was like, he's like with the protect your neck. It's a com- it was like a comic book. And then when I get to some of these other pieces, this is like you know like a full a full on movie that sort of thing. So it's like this trying to keep these things in mind. Uh, like doing an album, I think the rec- song was a comic book. And then the album was like a movie in his mind, like trying to keep a big picture aspect of it. And it's like this episode really got into, like it kind of keyed into what happened before when he was in, um, you know, in the dark and he'd imagine stuff. And when he was out of town with his uncle and they kind of connected that stuff where you see him early on, he's in his head. And so rarely do people, when they do um, flashbacks now, show the character in their head. They just say, you see someone doing something, washing the dishes, and the next thing they're in a slave, a, a slave flashback, and it's like, what happened? They're like, oh no, people don't need it. We just know once it's a different setting, it's a flashback where before someone would be, hmm, and then you'd have uh, something to the past, and this one definitely had, you know, Rizzo, head in, Bobby's head in the clouds, like sitting there and not really saying much, and then like all the the heavy work is by Vine and. And um, power trying to figure this out, but then you actually see the real heavy workers going in in um, Riz's head, trying to figure out this so- song and this thing, and saying, "No, oh, I got to come up with something new." And that whole pro- not just the visual process, because that's cool, but what's even better is he goes to the record store, and when you got dueling producers <laughs> going and looking through records, and the next thing you know, that, oh, he was over there. What did he look at? What did he pull out? Go to the the. the what did he just grab? And the person's like, I don't know what he grabbed. That sort of thing. So it's like that part that part about it where it's like, even though we're looking at RZA, the guy who won, like at that point, they're still rivals. And it goes into something that I think you guys said. A lot of times people say, and a lot of the Wu said, we knew it was going to be big. And you guys said, we didn't know what it was going to be, what it was, what it was going to do. We just, we, we working on, you know, we worked on it and then we get some buzz and then we did these showcases and, we, and he said it this way, we were shaking baby's hands and kissing, 
<laughs> and kissing execs. And it's like, that's what you want. Yeah, I'm going with that one. So it's like, it's like we were doing all this stuff. We were just putting in the work. But then we didn't know until Cream. When Cream happened, that's when the numbers started to show up and the sales just would go in and go in and go in. But it was like before that, we were like, you know, we'll go in there, just work and this sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's getting to that part where it's still sort of um, having this vision, but still you have to do the work. And you see RZA basically having to find a couple of new, find a new track and this sort of thing. And also have his rival that put out a, a joint that was, you know, with his partner in the show, like they did another joint that was a big hit, like, uh, you know, stepped over his joint. So if that there's so many layers to the episode, and that's what you should be doing in your sort of storytelling and, 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 and have been that strong. And it was also interesting, he talked about it, that he had a board in that video where he's like, oh, this is my board, but I got everything wiped off for the sheet <laughs> right now. So yeah, it's, um, it's you know very those I mean for me it's all been it's all been gravy it's all been pretty good and I've enjoyed it immensely as you know like while everything else is buzzing I think um, I'm glad that you know well I'm 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 hoping this one gets some buzz it's got some Emmy nods I think now but this season two well I don't know, people I think my brother just said that an okay player people to jump in and say season two is better but i don't i, I can't i can't at first say that but i'm i'm just enjoying it you know so um what else is there anything else in this episode that i want to bring up what say you sir it's good to see his uncle yeah, i believe for me i'm good <laughs> okay um uh, we'll say this if you haven't seen it go see it <laughs> if you haven't seen it go see it enjoy it yeah it was interesting like the whole keeping the dynamic between ray and ghosts there where you have ghosts having his struggles ray already rhymed like two days ago and this whole moment where he's like in his head having this competition with um um just visualizing ray and then goes trying to figure it out and then ultimately he has this thing where they have another stare down and um and they, they finally get get through it you know um, but yeah it's a you know they're oh, okay but yeah it's um this is a powerful episode not referencing power from the show but power was great in it too and um you know having the the studio utilizing the studio um you know the, the the neighborhood the visuals everything about this was great so um can't wait to october 6th for the next one it's the you know it's the banger out here and um spin rack out out